Welcome to My Creative Classroom. On this episode, I chat with CEO of Nelson Canada, Steve Brown. We discuss how Nelson, a 106-year-old company that many of us know as the textbook company, has transformed its delivery method from paper to digital. This digital form is known as Edwin, which stands for Educational Win, which is a progressive web app that features live materials allowing Edwin to update both its content and curriculum standards over a short period of time. As an organization that focuses on creating communities for teachers by teachers to help educators connect all over the world. Steve talks about how Edwin creates both equity and flexibility for learning whether you're in the classroom or at the kitchen table. My name is Brian Willette and this is My Creative Classroom. To all our new and returning listeners out there, thank you for joining us on My Creative Classroom. Today, I am excited to be joined by Steve Brown, CEO of Nelson Canada. Steve, thank you so much for taking the time to join me on the podcast. You're welcome, Brian. It's a pleasure to be here. So Steve, you've been on the show before. We, we did a conference together and we chatted briefly, but for our new listeners and those who may not have listened to that episode, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you came to be with Nelson. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story. I mean, for somebody who's running um, Canada's largest and oldest educational partner and publishing company, it's a pretty unusual story. I spent 20 years in automotive running a global automotive company. And I, I left that company after 20 years and I moved forward um, and I was approached. I was actually going to take uh, a little bit of time off and I was approached by one of the world's largest media companies, a company called Sinram, who uh, I was with for nine years. Um, and when I did join Nelson, the first thing that struck me is the similarities between industries. So I ran Sinram for nine years. Um, took that company through its transition from a physical to digital transformation. Um, and then we ended up uh, breaking that company into three pieces. Uh, we looked at a lot of M&A activity, but because of the size of our market dominance, um, Department of Justice and various other regulatory bodies didn't want us to get any larger. So we broke that company up into three pieces very successfully. Everybody kept the job. It continues to flourish today. And any music you listen to, any games you play, or any uh, TV or movie content you watch, Sinram in its former uh, manifestation uh, would have been responsible for delivering that to you. So that transformation was one that was uh, very stimulating. And after those transactions finished in um, 2015, my plan was to take maybe a year or two off and do some more board work and really look at transformations in other areas. And I was approached by the board of directors at Nelson to see if I'd be interested in coming to run Nelson as CEO and joining the board. Um, I explained to them that I really didn't know an awful lot about education. Uh, and they said, you know, it's a world-class company with a great team. What we need is strategic leadership. And what we need is transformational leadership. We've got all of the education knowledge we need in terms of the strength of the, the staff we have and the management team, but we need somebody to, to drive transformation. So after going back and forth for six months and actually turning the position down for, I think, three times, I agreed to join. Um, and I knew that the transformation in education was going to come because it's coming in every walk of life. 
Uh, and I knew that I could uh, help put that strategy together to really drive consumer engagement with students. One thing I didn't know though, Brian, is that I'd fall in love with education, which is what's ended up happening. And it's been a great ride so far. So a bit of an unusual background, but there are similarities in all uh, sectors and walks of life and industries, no matter how individual you think you're, in, you're one that you're immersed in at the moment really is. And you, and you say you bring an interesting background, but I think that's exactly what, sometimes what ed, the system of education needs is, is a different background, a different perspective to help bring new life into something. And most listeners would most likely know Nelson as the publishing company. You know, the, the, the textbooks that we found in our classrooms for decades would have been brought to you by Nelson. How do you enter a company as a CEO and transform what would have no, been known as a textbook company into something more? Again, another great question. You know, I actually believe that if you, if you, I have a technology um, that I've looked at for a long time, and it goes back to a gentleman by the name of E.G. Toyota, who started the Toyota Motor Company. Uh, and I had the pleasure of meeting E.G. years ago, and I was once at a dinner in Nagoya, Japan with him, and I asked him about his success, and he said, to get to the root cause of anything that really needs to drive change, you have to ask a question five times, and that question is why. And if you ask the same question that you get the answer for, and you ask the question again, why, by the time you reach the fifth why, you often really reach the root cause or the root reason or the root understanding of something. So when I uh, first joined Nelson, I, I did what I thought was appropriate, and I probably spent about three months gathering data and spending a lot of time with educational leaders from across the country, both within um, Nelson, but also within the school group and indeed higher education and asking why, why things were done that way. And when they you know, would respond with, well, that's how it's always been done, I'd ask why again, and it would keep getting to the, you know, to the root cause. And what I really found out is um, Nelson wasn't just a publisher, we were a content company. And I thought that that content agnostic of its delivery method was really at the root cause so that's you know that was kind of my journey um but you 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 raised a great point in your question i sometimes ignorance is the biggest single attribute you can have which is not knowing why you can't do things um, and you get some funny looks and there were a lot of uh, raised eyebrows over the years in the first you know month or two but one of the most memorable discussions i had and it's very topical. It was with uh, Sir Ken Robinson. Um, and I reached out to Sir Ken and I chatted with him on the phone and two English guys. And he asked me, you know, why did I join Nelson and what was I going to do? And I talked about engagement for students and creativity, which was near and dear to Ken's heart. Uh, and I told him about my background coming from outside of education. And his response was one of the ones that I, I think very fondly of, certainly since his passing over the last couple of weeks. And he said, thank God for that. There's one thing that uh, education needs is somebody from outside with a fresh lens because it really is all about the kids. And as a consumerist, I kind of look past our customers, which are the boards of education and the ministries and the, in, the individual board directors. And I look to our consumers and the consumers of our content are the kids and the students. So it's not disrespectful to arch over the top of your customer, but I'm a consumerist. And I think if you really drive value to your consumers and that value in education is engagement, therefore outcomes, 
you can really do some great work. And one of those biggest transitions, especially this year where we've experienced the global pandemic, which is, you know, how do how do we get content to consumers? And 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 how has Nelson kind of transitioned, especially in a time where we need to get content to students who may be at home learning or or may not be able to be physically in a classroom? How has that how have you adapted in an organization to help meet the needs of that? Well, you know, it's been extremely interesting and stimulating through COVID. And, and you know, that doesn't sound, I don't mean that to sound callous when it's obviously been such a tragic global pandemic, but we started on our transformation. I joined in uh, September, 2016, and I started on a project then to create a more engaging methodology rather than the Socratic method of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of year old methodologies of textbooks. So we started on a project which we call EDWIN, and EDWIN stands for Educational Win. And that educational win would be to engage students and therefore drive greater outcomes and really to meet students in a 21st century methodology. So we started with EDWIN four years ago. EDWIN's a learning ecosystem. I know some of my colleagues have been on uh, my Creative Classroom podcast before talking about it. But... Uh, it really came into its own. I mean, today we're in 10 countries around the world with Edwin. It's unlike any other uh, ecosystem in education. It's multidisciplinary. It has a, a very distinct search engine, all tied to individual provincial curriculum. Um, but when uh, the start of COVID came along, we were in seven provinces, uh, I think 27 school boards, uh, we've got a, a Nova Scotia provincial rollout, um, and we have just gone from strength to strength. We've been growing at over 100% per month through COVID. Um, and what it does, it enables online, offline learning. So whether you're in the classroom or what turned out to be the eventuality of COVID, you know, working in your kitchen, it really didn't matter. And it allowed that really societal link between educator and student to continue. Uh, we saw some amazing numbers and figures engagement, and that showed that kids who were engaging in learning materials, the number of minutes or hours per day they were actually engaged in learning materials in Edwin in January from February. Uh, we saw a slight dip in March, and then when we started to look at that, we realized that was because of COVID. But when we looked deeper and we divided it up into daily usage, the actual dip was because of spring break which was the beginning of March. But when COVID came and students were supposed to be learning at home again, we saw a rebound. So the engagement numbers that students were engaging in Edwin was actually equal to or greater than when they were in the classroom. And that was like high fives all around to my team at Nelson um, because we realized that we'd resonated with students. and We were meeting each individual student where they were at. So we've continued to grow and now, as we're getting back to school, Edwin's being rolled out. I think we're now up to uh, the 10th province. Um, I believe that uh, launches in the next couple of weeks. So we'll be coast to coast to coast. And the expansion has been phenomenal. But more importantly, the, the student engagement. And hopefully we'll see this year in COVID, we'll see uh, engagements continue to go up and outcomes continuing to grow up also, which is the only thing that really matters in education. And what's interesting here is that Edwin existed prior to the global pandemic. So it wasn't an answer to what's happening. So let's talk about the birth of Edwin. How did it come about and how did Nelson transition from, like I said before, what we would have known as a paper-based textbook into this digitized 
learning environment? Well, it, it is, um, you know, what Edwin really has done, it, it's become the solution uh, to a problem that happened this year. But the, the basis for its origination came from that physical to digital transformation. And there was a couple of things that I did. I, I put a team together, many of which were from inside Nelson. And then our technology team were predominantly from um, the education, sorry, the entertainment sector. And my belief was that if you try to introduce technology to a classroom, um, certainly from an educational publishing company standpoint, everything that had been released looked like it had been built by an educational publishing company which frankly was not too compelling to the consumer. So I thought the best thing to do was to put a, a team together that if you can dilute the focus on the actual technology, you increase by definition the focus on the content. So we wanted to make sure that people didn't have to learn to use Edwin. And the actual um, benchmark that I put out was when people get the new iPhone, there is no user manual you open it up and it's intuitive. So I said the same thing for Edwin, no user manual, whether it be a self-prescribed Luddite who doesn't use technology, who's a, you know, a long-standing teacher or a grade six, grade seven, whatever grade may grade be, technological whiz as a kid that, you know, is society today, they can use it equally as well. So then when you're putting all of the learning materials in there, we wanted to disaggregate. We wanted to break down what had previously been textbooks because if you watch a, a grade six, seven, eight, nine, ten year old uh, grade level student, you very rarely see genuine excitement when they get their new math textbook. You very rarely hear, whoo, great, new geography textbook. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So we wanted to de-aggregate, disaggregate those textbooks. And we, we, we've launched what we call learning objects or LOs. So they are very much based around a particular curriculum strand. And then when you actually do get a student engaged and enjoying that learning, we wanted them to keep it going. So we built a, um, a discovery engine and a recommendation engine. And if you think about your Netflix, you watch a particular style or genre, then it will say also recommends. You like this, you may like that. So you can get a kid engaged in algebra or some mathematical equation and they're genuinely engaged. Then in the background, Edwin's calculating, I see Brian's enjoying that. You like this, you may like that. And at that point, you know, the 25 kids in a classroom are all learning the same subject, but going down 25 different rabbit holes, continuing their learning journey. So... That's, that's really proved to be extremely popular, particularly with students and teachers, because it helps teachers be able to put together learning plans and it's tied to curriculum. So the teacher's version of Edwin actually has all the curriculum strands or competencies or outcomes, depending on which province you're in. So you can make sure your lesson planning's done at the click of one button. And that was really the, the second thing. There's no piece of content or search or whatever it may be you're working, Edwin Notes working within content, that's more than one click away. So it was no user manual, tied to curriculum, engaging, and never more than one click away. So it's been a really interesting journey. There's been an iterative one. 
And you know, using the having used the platform, it is very much intuitive and it, it, it's quite easy to adapt and use. As you mentioned, you know, taking an iPhone out of the box, there's no user manual. It's just intuition. We know how to do it. And it's very much that way with Edwin. Once you log in and you start navigating, it seems like it's just, it's second nature. Um, but when it comes to a classroom, so let's talk a little bit about Edwin with a teacher who's adapting it for the first time. You know, what? How, how do I use it with my students? How do I get my students on and using the platform? Is that something that you guys do in the background once I sign up? Or is that something I have to do as, on my own as a teacher? So we a mixture of both. And it really depends on where that particular educator or teacher is at. So first of all, the educators get the ability to get, we have something called the Edwin PLC, the Professional Learning Community. And we've now got tens of thousands of teachers in there who are sharing lesson plans that they've created in Edwin. We have something called Edwin Collections. Many of them just talk about the methodologies that they use, what's been successful, what really got kids to engage and have their eyes light up. But we also support something with across the country with what we call Edwin CST, which is a classroom success team. And they can engage through webinar or actually in the classroom when we do reach our level of new normalcy. And they can go in and spend half a day with the teacher, talk about how to use it. But there's also video, videos and webinars, online support. There's actually support within Edwin. So in Edwin, the platform itself, uh, the teacher can click on Edwin PLC and do a, a word search, whether that be classroom success or whether that be lesson plan or whether that be mathematics or any particular subject. So it's about creating community. And we're, cre we're creating community within districts and boards, within provinces. Uh, and when you look at Edwin PLC today with tens of thousands of educators globally, it's startling to me. And I go in there very regularly to see a teacher in, in Halifax, Nova Scotia, one of the grade sixes in, in, uh, in Nova Scotia, talking to a teacher in Trinidad and Tobago and talking about the effect that it's having and really creating this community. And there's nothing that is more comforting in a normal time, let alone in a time of COVID, than being part of a community and knowing you're never alone. And particularly with the stresses that we've got coming in back to school now and the uncertainty, whether it's blended learning, start, stop, or whatever it may be, teachers are there for each other. So Edwin, Edwin is really creating that community but also giving teachers the ability to communicate with students outside the classroom, give them assignments, work with them, measure engagement through the dashboard. We've got a metacognitive tool in there, which is very straightforward. It's a couple of questions that are linked in a way that's very cleverly written by our editorial team, which will show how a student is understanding and has comprehension of that curriculum strand without them knowing that it's a curriculum strand. But the teacher can see at the press of one button how much time you're spending in there, Brian, what you're understanding, what you need help with. So it's really creating that community and a roadmap to get those educators giving the time where they need to spend it with students and letting those soaring students just continue to soar. And I think it's a fantastic opportunity for teachers to do exactly what you just said is create a community, but build this environment, this ecosystem for their students where learning is ongoing and, and this background metadata that's formulated to give me this Netflix feel where it gives me more you know, information and tools to use based on what I've been doing, I think is fantastic. One question that comes up quite often, obviously, is privacy. Uh, and the district, all districts might be different and provinces obviously are different. 
But what does privacy look like using Edwin? Where is the data stored? And what kind of information do I need to provide to get a student to be able to sign on? So um, first of all, we have a we have had digital platforms, whether it be in our former post-secondary division or our school divisions for a long time. So we have a, a really exemplary team when it comes to privacy. So all the data is stored in Canada. So we satisfy that. In terms of the data that's actually stored, there is no individual student data. So we can see how many students are engaging, what they're engaging in, and how much time they're spending in there. What we can't see is what student that is. So there's total anonymity for all students. So we work through the individual districts or boards or provinces to ensure that we satisfy all of those security protocols. And I'll tell you right now, we satisfy all of them in every province in this country and as well as the territories. So we make that something that's near and dear to our hearts. And we all know how, how important privacy is when it comes to um, student information data. So we get the data that we need that's salient to feed back to the boards and districts uh, in terms of engagement and usage. Uh, but what we don't get to see is which kid that is, which teacher that is. Uh, the teachers can see that and the board or the district can see that under their security protocols. But outside of that, we don't store any of that data. We just store aggregated data in an anonymous fashion. Um, the other thing that we've done through COVID is we started off it was always a, an enterprise-based activity between Nelson um, and the individual school board or district, uh, or in, in a lot of the eastern provinces, the, board, the uh, Ministry of Education. Um, what we have just opened up, and it actually goes live next week, is when teachers can now go on to edwin.nelson.com and actually sign up as an individual teacher and then uh, link that to their students. So it's been tremendously, tremendously exciting. And with all of the uncertainty of back to school, we decided to do that because we wanted teachers to be able to work, whether they're in a blended classroom or not, and not just have um, to work within the materials provided by the district, by the principal, by the ministry, but to give them more. And as it's all approved materials and it's a safe sandbox tied to provincial curriculum, uh, I just finished on a call a little while ago and to date, we've had over uh, 2,300 individual teachers sign up for Edwin for free for the first year. We're not charging these teachers for the first year who are then provisioning their students. So if you think about that, in the last seven days, that's in excess of 50,000 kids who will be using Edwin and going back to school starting today and for the next few weeks. And that launches on Tuesday, and we're expecting many, many more. But if you think about all your learning materials, grades six to nine, uh, six to 10 in Ontario, six to nine across the rest of the country for every teacher available for free. Um, we think that's gonna be very supportive. And when you've been around for 106 years, it's all about the long game, not the short game. So we, this is just another demonstrative methodology for us to show our partnership to education. And that's absolutely amazing and appreciative of, of what you're doing because that first year for teachers to be free you know, and it's like you just mentioned, the long game is what you're looking for, because one year with teachers being able to use this platform will truly showcase its purpose and value in a classroom, in a school and in a district. 
And I, and I know for us here in our district, we're looking at Edwin and how we can use it and, and use it effectively because it's exactly that. It's a tool that's not just purposeful when at home learning, but it's a tool that's purposeful when in the classroom as well, no matter what that model looks like. So I think that's fantastic. And you mentioned Nelson being 106 years old, and we've been talking a little bit about Edwin. What does that mean for Nelson, the publisher, I guess, the, the textbook company, as we, we've been talking about, Edwin, does Nelson continue in the textbook world or, or, does, or do they transform as well? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we started off with two very distinct groups. We had our, we had what we call our core group and then we had our Edwin group and they, and they were running parallel. And um, we're, we're starting to merge that now. So Edwin now, as I said, is in grade six to nine uh, across all 10 provinces, six to 10 already in Ontario. We're going to go down over the next year to grade four. So it'll be then four, and then we're going to go all the way up to 11 and 12. So in, in an Edwin platform, all of our learning materials will be in Edwin from grade four to 12 within the next 18 months to two years. And then we t- we're, we're really looking at the lower grades. We're looking at pre-K to grade three, and, and we're, we're questioning that, whether we're going to stay with textbooks and workbooks or whether we look at some platform with an easier and more intuitive, and it's hard to get man- imagine a more intuitive platform, but grades K to three. But we're also studying a lot of data and looking at a lot of the, the global data on screen time for kids of that age. So we want to make sure we get that right. We're seeing kids in grade four engaging more and more, and the Edwin platform is actually being requested by a lot of the existing boards and districts down to grade four, so we're doing that over the next 12 months. Um, But eventually, we will be, Edwin will be our global platform for education in K-12 education in one format or the other. So we'll still be what I said earlier, we'll still be that content company, but the methodology of delivery will change from paper. Uh, You know, I've been on record as saying, you know, we've been producing textbooks for 106 years, but we never owned a paper mill. Um, so all we're doing is changing the delivery mechanism and rather than having that table of content saying where you find, you know, what chapter and what page you can find about artesian basins. Now it's just in a search engine. Now you just type into, into Edwin search artesian basins and you'll get a plethora of different learning objects just about that subject. So it's really only a methodology change. But it's certainly not technology for technology's sake. It's just about meeting kids where they are. And if you think about where kids are today, whether they're ordering transportation with Uber or whether they're ordering food and whether that's DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever it may be, or music from Spotify or movies from Netflix, it's just about taking another very large part of their life, 192 days at six to seven hours a day, and equaling it to the methodology of everything else that they do for the other 18 hours a day. And if you can get kids embracing education, we're gonna see educational outcomes improve. And let's face it, Brian, Canada is an educational superpower already. So, you know, we're ranked number five in the world in the PISA scores. Somebody said to me, what does success look like for you, Steve? And I said, Canada being ranked as number one and every country in the world using a methodology like Edwin that we developed at Nelson. And I, what great statements you've made there. That sounds so great, you know, in the support of students, in the support of learning, the evolution of what the company was to what it is today is exactly that, meeting the learners where they are. So one question I do have is, we talked about edwin.nelson.com, which is the web-based version. 
Is there a, a, an app that, that comes with Edwin that you can download on, whether it be a handheld or a tablet, to be able to do your learning that way? Yeah, well, Ed, it's, uh, that's a, it's a good technical question, so I'll try and keep it as low as possible. But Edwin is actually a progressive web app. So it, it sits in the cloud. It is an, a progressive web app, so it's an application linked with the web. And pure apps are really in a demise. I mean, they obviously saw the, a meteoric rise, but a pure app doesn't have the functionality or the ability that a progressive web app does. So the nice thing about Edwin is you access it through the web into the application. And then when you're actually engaging the learning material, that learning material is then resident on the device. So then if you're in an offline area, you can still interact with the same material because you've transferred it from the, uh, from the cloud to your device. And then what we have with Edwin Notes is you work in that material and you can type all your notes when you're in an offline position in Edwin Notes. And when it reconnects, then it's uploaded so you have your own instance. So it's a mix of both. And we wanted to make sure that the main focus was equity whatever your socioeconomics, whatever your connected situation at home or not, if you've been in a connected environment, whether that be Starbucks or whether it be the classroom, and you've engaged in those learning materials, when you go home and you may not be in a connected area, you continue to engage in learning. That's amazing. And, and on the note of equity and, and, and the things that you do to support learners, no matter where they are and how they can access Edwin, it brings me to a question that I like to ask our experts. It's the specialist top five. And what are the top five ways that you think, whether it be Nelson and, and the new Edwin, how can it help teachers transform learning, whether it be in the classroom or at home? Oh, my goodness. That's a good top five. Well, first of all, I think number one would be equity. I think we have to create a level playing field for all students no matter what their province is, no matter what the socioeconomics are, no matter what their ethnicities, whether they're indigenous or whether they're, they're local immigrants, new immigrants. If we can't create equity in the classroom to make sure that every single student gets the same opportunity, what chance do we have in society? So if we can create that equity in the classroom, I think that the future is bright in terms of output, in terms of opportunity for students. Uh, and I'll, I'll come back to that point at number five. I think number two is the stresses that teacher are put under today, and this has really been canonized and, and magnified under COVID, is vast. The teachers have got, you know, a, a blended classroom, a mixed classroom. They've got various different socioeconomics, various different language skills. One of the things about Edwin is it will read to you if you were a poor leader, poor reader. Uh, you can talk to it if you're a poor typer or writer, and you can be able to have that flexibility in learning. So giving teachers tools at the click of one button to amass individualized learning capabilities for any individual student or classroom allows them to create time by doing what they need to do faster and more efficiently so they can spend that time with the students that need them the most. I think the, the, you know, the, the pressure on teachers today is enormous. And Edwin was all about making it easier for them not to just give them another shiny object. So we want to create time for teachers to be able to spend the time with the kids that need them the most. The third one is the speed of getting new learning materials to students. And because Edwin is a progressive web app, um, you know, we've seen textbook cycles uh, run, depending on which provinces, as long as 12 years. 
well, methodologies and opinions, whether it be in social studies or sciences or even geography, change over seven to 12 years. We've seen land borders change. We've seen political situations change. The, the way that nations have treated their indigenous people and First Nations, those things change. The nice thing about Edwin is we, as we produce new learning materials, we push them directly into Edwin live. We've just seen over the last couple of weeks, Ontario released new mathematics curriculum. We have got today that new curriculum in Edwin as they go back to school. And it was released a few weeks ago. So it's about live material that's relevant to students and their learning as things change around the world. And then if you really look at that, the ability to have students engaging learning materials and engaging learning materials and be able to work collaboratively for 21st century methodologies will ready them for not only post-secondary education, but for the workplace to give them digital literacy to give them the ability to work and collaborate with working materials live, to create sub cohorts within Edwin, to create a group of four people turning out one piece of work product, because goodness only knows if we can't collaborate in the workplace, we know what happens. So you may be brilliant, but unless you can work with your peers, that isn't gonna get you over the line. So teaching collaboration and teaching 21st century skills and problem solving within Edwin is just a natural methodology. So to me, those would be the five areas. And our, our deemed success is continued growth in Edwin, but most importantly, measuring those engagement numbers. And then at the end of that, the outcome. And, you know, it's going to be a generational move. But I, when you're 106 years old, you can wait another 10 years. So I, I want to see that PISA score that puts us as the highest ranking English and French speaking educational country in the world, move up those rankings. And let's take four, three, two, and become number one, because that's quite a feat as a nation. When you think it's with 10 individual provincial curriculums aggregated, it really is an amazing achievement. And so many great points right there, you know, as, as to how the company can help teachers transform learning in the classroom. And, and to your point right there, where you talked about live materials, you know, in the past, we would have to wait for a new textbook to come out. And that could be two, three, five years before the new textbook comes out. And we're on the bridge or the brink of getting another new curriculum. So well, how, what a fantastic method to deliver that new information and, and, and criteria or content that can be delivered to you instantly, as you said, within weeks, the new the new curriculum and those outcomes are then uploaded. And Steve, I thank you so much for taking the time to chat about Nelson and its growth into what is now Edwin. But before we leave, I'd like to give you the opportunity to maybe share some more information that we may have missed during our conversation. Yeah, thanks, Brian. I, I, you know, I think this is a critical time when I look at uh, what's happening across the country. I mean, like today. Kids are going back into schools today. We don't know if there's going to be a second wave. Uh, signing up for Edwin and to use Edwin with your students across the country is not a commitment. It's just an ability to be able to empower your students to be able to learn. So if you wanted to visit edwin.nelson.com and click on sign up for Edwin, you can do that. Take some time to explore it yourself. If you want to then provision your students to be able to have access, that's fine too. And if you choose not to, that's fine. 
This isn't about the only way to do it. It's about an additional way to do it, a better way to do it, a, day, a way to do it that your students and also parents will appreciate. So it's not a commitment. It's just us holding out that hand of friendship and partnership that we've been doing with your schools and your classrooms, your teachers and principals for 100 years. And, you know, your feedback will be appreciated. We'll be measuring in the background to look at what the engagements are. We'll see what kids are liking and we'll put more of that in there and we'll build more of it. We'll understand what's working for teachers and we'll do more of that. So it's going to be iterative and it always will be. At the very start of this process, I told my team, if you can imagine the day when Edwin is finished, then you have no imagination at all. So it will continue to grow and it can continue to benefit education. So um, go have a look. And if there's anything we can ever do, reach out to us at Nelson. But Brian, it's been a great, great journey for us. And we look forward to back to school being safe, most importantly, and an enjoyable educational journey for everybody. Once again, Steve, I thank you so much for taking the time to join me on my Creative Classroom podcast. I encourage all of our listeners to head over to edwin.nelson.com, sign up, use it, have your students uh, try it out uh, and see, you know, you never know, it might help you really transform the learning environment that you once thought was the best there was, and this really could take it to the next level. Once again, Steve, I thank you so much for chatting with me on my Creative Classroom podcast, um, and we'll talk to you again soon, and hopefully another 106 years uh, of great educational content shared with our teachers around the world. Well, listeners, that's all the time we have for today's episode. Be sure to follow both Nelson and Edwin on social media, as well as take the opportunity to visit edwin.nelson.com for your free one-year subscription. Follow us on social media at MyCreativePod and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on right now. As always, let's make learning creative.